Hello, and welcome to the Soul Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Doyle, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm coming to you with a little bit more of a sensitive topic for myself. I was just on a call with somebody and we were connecting over different things in the certification program we're in, and I started describing my experience finding clothes as a woman in a larger body. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm really tall. I'm five foot ten. My mom was six feet tall. My grandmother was six feet tall, like tall line of women. And on top of that, I've always fallen into what can be considered the plus size category for clothing, anywhere between a size 16 and 18, and occasionally a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller over the years, many years of changing and fluctuating sizes. Anyone who has had to go shopping and you fall into that plus size, women's category, whatever they're calling it now, knows the challenge. You know, where are those clothes? Now, let me preface this with saying, right now, things have become pretty size inclusive. You know, you can go to a good amount of stores and find a decent range of clothing. It's not as limited as it was. But growing up, it was not that easy. It was not easy to find stylish, fashionable, sustainable good-looking clothes just about anywhere. So as I was telling the story, we were talking about, you know, just being in different size bodies. And I was talking specifically about an incident that I incurred when I was looking at a different yoga studio. And I think that yoga is for all bodies, right? I'm not a current practicing yogi. I don't know about this, but I was looking at a yoga studio and they said, are you in a larger body? Come to this class. I thought, that's pretty limiting. Instead of being size inclusive, it felt size segregating. What is a larger body? What is a smaller body? What's a normal body, right? There's a ton of tangents and questions we can ask about this, but I particularly want to talk about the pain and the frustration and the, you know, overall, like, just feeling different than finding clothes when you were in a different size that wasn't extra small, small, medium, large, extra large, right? If you didn't fit into that box, finding clothes growing up was like really not easy. And to add all on top of that, I was also extremely tall for my age. So regular pants were capris. If they even fit around my waist, if they fit around my waist, they might not have really fit around my legs. And then they were likely like floods, you know, I think that's a term that people use, like your legs, your ankles were out, you were ready for the flood or something. So all this being said, I had like, you know, a few places you could go to get clothes. And while stores have been making things more accessible, more fashionable, you know, into my 20s, oh my gosh, my teenage years were hard. Like, depending on the size I was, you were sequestered to this one corner of Macy's where they also happen to put the swimwear. So not only were you already dreading going shopping to find something that fit your quote unquote, larger body, you're now in the bikini section at the same time. How genius, right? Like, oh, let's just put all that together. Or better yet, you're in the prom dress section while also just trying to find a blazer for your business competition. I know that they didn't select this on purpose, but it sure felt pretty shitty. It really did. Um, Or I remember years ago when I was a kid, like I was young, my grandmom used to order me clothes out of the JCPenney catalog and they'd have like, I forget the exact name of it, but like there was a whole other section for larger clothes for like little kids. And for boys, they called that husky, but for girls, I forget what they called it. But 
you know, finding clothes that fit was never obnoxiously hard. It was never that difficult, but it was interesting sometimes to feel so separate from the rest of people. I rarely wanted to go clothes shopping with my friends, at least for me. I didn't mind going for them because they had so much selection. In fact, it was kind of like dressing up with Barbie. Like, I'm like, ooh, what do you want to wear? Look, this looks good on you. This looks good on you. As I grew older, I found that my friends also had challenges in fitting their bodies, even if they were, to me, a lot more normal. But to everyone, their own lens, their own way of feeling is valid. And there is no normal. Why am I even telling you this story? Well, I just was thinking about how separate I used to feel whenever I would go and try to buy clothing and or anything really. I should also mention, I have big feet too. So I was having to find bigger shoes and all of that. Like everything was just different. And I always felt really ashamed of that and my size because I wasn't able to buy things right off the shelf. It was funny. I had um, a friend helping me like find something to wear one time and I was like, oh yeah, like help me wear find an outfit for this. Or like, let's go shopping and like we can go to like my section is what I used to call it. And um, they were like, this is it? This is all you have to select from? And I was like, yeah, I know it sucks, doesn't it? Like, this is when I became more like owning it. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of options. Um, And, you know, it was the same three to six patterns, oversized, big, you know, clothing or like, you know, the options were limited. And they were shocked. They were truly, truly shocked at like, this is what I was working with all these years. And felt validating. It was like, yeah, see, this is awful, but it didn't fix the problem. Now, I mean, come the internet, invention of fast fashion, there's a lot of options for people in a lot of sizes, but it's not always easy and it still feels different and other um, overall. But at least I'm not just relinquished to the basement of Macy's or that one corner right by the bikini section. Finding clothes that fit are so important. And how many times did I use clothing as a means to soothe when I didn't feel good about other things in my life? Oh, let me go buy a new outfit for that big meeting I have in the office. Let me go find something to wear. And then you're in the store like shoving clothes on that like don't really fit you well or they're really low quality and it's just all they have or like you're trying to make an outfit out of something that isn't really what you wanted, but it was your method of soothing. So you can see the dilemma here. I loved to shop when I felt bad or I felt not great or I was avoiding something, but I also felt really bad about the shopping experience I was having. Hmm. So why continue? Sometimes feeling a discomfort that you know is better than feeling a discomfort that you don't know. So in the same way when sometimes I would feel anxious about my day or like, uncertain about my future or, you know, just feel overall with life, I was like dissatisfied or, you know, unfulfilled and I would eat more like snack or things like that. And that being full didn't feel really great. It felt like, oh God, I'm like overly full right now. I don't even feel great. The same way that that felt terrible, but familiar at the same time is the same feeling that I was seeking when I would go shopping for clothes that didn't really feel great or didn't fit properly or didn't have a lot of selection and didn't make me feel like a fashionista. It's such an interesting double-edged sword, isn't it? The discomfort that we know can be better than the discomfort that we don't know. 
at least in the moment. You're like, hmm, yeah, this seems to work. Even though this is crappy, I prefer it over this unknown feeling that I'm currently experiencing that I cannot name. Have you ever been there? Have you ever done something you know you don't want to do just because of that familiar discomfort versus actually accepting, welcoming, and tackling the feeling that's actually in front of you? Sometimes it's not that easy. It's not that easy to like look at that feeling and say, oh, right now I'm feeling inadequate because blah, blah, blah. Not everyone can intellectualize their feelings. Not everyone can even understand that when they turn to food, they turn to shopping, they turn to numbing out in some other way. Maybe you're doom scrolling. Maybe you're, you know, whatever you may do. Maybe you drink. Maybe you gamble. Maybe you, I don't know. There's millions of things people can do. We don't often realize that that automatic response to turn to something that's feeling, that makes us feel really subpar is actually a protective mechanism. So even me in the corner, looking at those three pair of jeans that all didn't fit in Macy's while everyone else is trying on their string bikinis, felt better than trying to understand what I was feeling in that moment. And I will never forget the feeling of being mortified to come out of the dressing room, especially with my mom or something. She was there and she's like, oh, come out. Let me see how that looks or whatever. And the other girls are all like trying on their string bikinis or trying on their like beautifully fitted prom dresses. And I'm dressed like a middle-aged woman with a corporate job when I was like 15. Now that became my style. I made it work. I rocked it, but it wasn't ideal and it wasn't the way I wanted to live. And I didn't want to feel that stress all the time, but I didn't know any different. I didn't know that that feeling actually kind of until now, like until recording this was so synonymous with feeling crappy about myself and then going and making myself feel more crappy. It can be a really interesting phenomenon that we do to ourselves. And until we can see it from a different light, we don't often realize that we're taking one thing that makes us feel crappy and replacing it with another thing that makes us feel crappy in the long run. And it takes a lot of bravery to actually start to examine the patterns and the ways that we do things and start to acknowledge that, hey, you know what, maybe this isn't the way it has to be. There has to be another way. And now when I go shopping and I actually have an intention to buy something, I feel really good about it when I'm there. And if things don't work, if things don't fit me, I don't try to force it. And as one friend said to me, you know, you don't have to just buy off the sale rack. You know, you can treat yourself to something that's full price. And that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. But there's so much that is ingrained in us in all of these habits. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. It just happens to be our way of coping, our protective mechanisms, and they've served us really well. They deserve a freaking award for how well they've protected us from whatever feelings we were not ready to experience yet. If you resonate with the story at all, or if you have any comments, please leave them below. If you're on Substack, start up the conversation with me on Instagram. I hope I'm not alone in this feeling. Tell me if you've ever felt this way. How did you get out of it? How did you feel differently? What do you know now that you didn't know before? If you found this helpful and you'd like to share with a friend, please do so. It's so helpful when people share my podcasts. And if you really enjoyed this, you can subscribe. I really appreciate you being here. Sending you so much love. Talk soon.